0: You're listening to LeBeau's Lessons, a leadership podcast for new and aspiring leaders. LeBeau's Lessons is a virtual platform which seeks to provide leadership training and education for new and aspiring leaders. We do this by providing a consistent, free leadership podcast, weekly mentoring meetings with our staff, and online courses. Every Tuesday, we meet at 12 noon CST to promote self-awareness by providing stories and leadership coaching on this show to raise the emotional intelligence of our listeners. You can support us by following, liking, subscribing, and sharing. And now, on to the show. Now, if you are watching right now, I'm going to continue my series called The Lawlessness of Mankind, and if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is the Laboe's Life Lessons show. I changed the name recently to make it a little bit more clear what I'm doing here every Tuesday. Uh, the show is Laboe's Lessons, but I recently changed it to Laboe's Life Lessons because that's what we talk about, and recently I posted that we're, This is a female podcast where we don't talk about fashion, beauty. We don't talk about gossip. We don't talk about men. We don't talk about children. We talk about life. We talk about the issues that come about and how to navigate the different scenarios we go through in this world. And so uh, today I'm going to be continuing my series called The Lawlessness of Mankind, where I'm just giving notes. This is just a fireside chat. Look at it that way. It's a fireside chat with me dumping some of the things that I've learned from reading several books on history, watching several documentaries on history. Ever since I was young, I was turned on to history documentaries, and it's just something that I love. I hated history in school, but I loved reading history books in my life. And I loved watching documentaries my whole life. And over time, I just learned so much about mankind. And I've read books that historians have read that are very reputable and believable. And over time, I collected notes. And so today, I'm going to give you guys a fireside chat about some of the things that I've learned. So I'm entitling entitling this The Lawlessness of Mankind because what I'm focusing in on is what is the nature of mankind, male and female, but just all of us as one human race? How does morality and religion come into play? Where are we now and where are we going? And so the thing about history is that the same thing happens over and over again. And it's just like, for instance, let's say you're a movie buff. I'm a movie buff. Have you ever noticed that when um, when a, sh- a show or a storyline is very predictable, like you know exactly what's about to happen because of how things are leading up and you've seen similar scenarios come into play? And even if you're not a movie buff, you've seen things in life. And let's say... You're older than 25, 35 years old, right? You have seen enough to know what happens because of something else. Well, in history, we literally do the same things so much. You can predict the future based on what we're doing right now. And so because there's so many different things going on right now, we have been witnessing from 2020 to 2022 so many historical events it's just amazing and like we're we're living in an unprecedented time even though these things have happened before with the these recent developments the way it's happening back to back is very interesting and i'm not saying that to say this is a, a podcast episode about futurism i do see myself as a bit of a futurist We're not going to be talking about futurism. We're going to be talking about just some things you can observe based on our pattern, right? You get to know people based on their pattern. You get to know what a person is going to do and how they're going to behave in a certain scenario based on what they've shown you before. And there's a lot we can learn about ourselves if we just look back in time. Okay? So... If you are watching on Facebook, I'm also going live on um, TikTok. And if you guys want to chime in, chime in. But this podcast is on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Anchor, all the different places that that you would find a podcast. And also I wanted to let you guys know I am writing a few books right now. Uh, One of the, my my big, big book that I'm taking my time on is a book called What Are You Doing With Your Life? And that is about learning how to live a purposeful life. But some of the other books I'm working on is I'm turning this podcast into a book, um, this episode. Um, If you didn't, if you don't know me, by the way, I document these things so that I can leave a legacy for my children. I've I've, uh, authored 12 books since 2013 and I believe doc, I believe in documenting principles and wisdom and passing it on as a heritage. And I've believed that for a very long time and it all ties into what I'm going to be talking about today. So the lawlessness of mankind is going to be a book, a series I did, um, on suffering and how you can look at suffering differently like you, you never looked at it before. That's going to be a book called 180 Degrees. And then also my series on self-image, The Illusion of Self-Image, that is also going to be a book. So um, just follow me on Instagram, Lebeau Colbert, or you can follow me um, at LeBeau's Lessons. LeBeau's Life Lessons, okay? Find me on Twitter and all the social medias. Okay, so the last time we were talking, I started off by talking about God and sin. How does God and sin relate to human beings and what we do? Uh, Somebody said, uh, yeah, so I'm also reading comments off of TikTok. Okay, I'll be reading as I get a chance, you guys. Okay, we talked about God and sin. We talked about just um we are going to go with the idea that there is a God and if there is one, we're going to be we were talking about what can we assume based on the way human beings have lived. If God is real, we can assume this about this person, okay? Uh we talked about how God loves differences. How God overlooked a lot of humans bad tendencies in the beginning because we needed to do certain things that would be considered uncivilized, but we needed to do that for survival purposes. We talked about God being love and that idea and how love means kindness and destruction depending on the circumstance. We talked about how human beings turn to cruelty absent of an all-seeing God. We're going to talk about that more Um, And how we, as a human race, we progress and regress at the same time just as we do as individuals. And what that means is as we get older, yes, we get sharper in some ways, but we also get worse in other ways. And this is why no matter what age or era you lived in, there was always some drama going on regardless of how much progress was made. So sitting here today... You may say, oh, I wish I would have lived in this time or that time. Well, are you sure your life would have been better? Because every era has its own drama and its own mess that you wouldn't have liked. So it doesn't make it much different than what it is today. Then we went on to talk about what is sin and what it's about. And we learned that basically sin, which is living in violation to conventional morality is human nature, and that's just how we are, and that's what I, what we tend to do most often. And uh, we talked about wealth and sin. We talked about how it opens doors, but it's not the cause of sin. Um, and that how sinning is illogical, how it doesn't make good sense, because if you're a wise person, you realize that living a sinful life will end up eventually hurting you right and so we talked about many things in that regard and you can find that on apple Podcasts, i believe also on youtube i have set that episode to premiere right now okay and so if you want to rewatch this go to labo llc on youtube and you will see that there Alright so when we talked about sin I said we were going to pick up on a question why can't we just create our own morality without God why can't we just create our own morality without God this is actually something that civilizations have attempted to do and it didn't go well and we're going to talk about some of those things now Even though we're talking about history, I just want to preface this by saying this is not a history lesson. Remember, this is a fireside chat. These are just my notes. One thing that bored me concerning history in high school was the fact that they always emphasize names and dates and locations. That makes history boring. What I love about history is the lessons that we can learn from the people who live before us, and that's the whole point. So this is Lebeau's life lesson. So we're gonna focus on the lessons and not specific dates and names and all of that stuff. This is not a history lesson. All right, so concerning morality, what is the function of morality in a civilization? The function of morality is to tame the instincts and impulses of man. So, why do we need morality? Because without morality, we act like animals. We are sinful, okay? We live in constant violation. We live like the animals do, which is uncivilized and based on survival and desires, whether it's right or wrong. So, we need morality in order to tame ourselves. Why? To protect ourselves from ourselves, okay? Okay. Now, chaos is natural for humans. We came into a chaotic world. When we came into the world, and even if you follow the Bible, uh, somebody says it keeps freezing. If it keeps freezing, um, just follow me. And if you follow me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor, you will be able to listen to this later on today. But chaos is natural for human beings because we came into chaos. Even if you follow the Bible, think about it this way. When Adam and Eve came into the world, they came into a garden. When they were cast out of the garden, they were what? In untamed, wooded areas, deserts, rock. It was just the wilderness, okay? It was like that show, Naked and Afraid, all right? Um So that's natural for us. Chaos is natural for us, even though we hate it. This is the reason why we always tend to err towards chaos. We always eventually go back to chaos, if you can see that. So what is unnatural for humans is morality. Morality is something like a diet to human ethics or human behavior. It's something that we should do, but we also have a struggle with doing, if that makes sense, okay? The reason why we can't just make up uh, our own morality without God is because virtue is temporary, is man made, okay? It's a man made ethic and it does not last. It-, it doesn't last. It's like a paper cup, it doesn't last. It was never meant to last. So the point is, every time we try to be virtuous on our own, we fail. We fail as a society, and we also fail as, a, um, as individuals, right? Regardless of whether you believe the Bible or not, you know one thing for sure. You cannot stay virtuous even by your own standards all of the time. So, case closed on that. When a civilization divorces themselves from theology, another form of religion pops up in its place. We know this when the Greeks tried to live an agnostic or atheist lifestyle in their civilization, and that's what they promoted. When they realized that didn't work, and that didn't help their government. They came up with Stoicism. See, at the end of the day, religion is just orthodox morality. It's basically a rule or a doctrine, a set of doctrine that everyone has agreed and adhered to. That's all it is. In every place you go to, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a set of rules for themselves that they can follow okay so every time you try to get rid of religion another form of religion pops up whether it's a cult or worship of that president or empire emperor it always comes back up in another way we can't divorce ourselves from it okay um And the thing about it is, though many people have divorced themselves from theology, they cannot find a suitable replacement. They cannot find a suitable replacement. They may make fun of theology, but they cannot replace it. And when they try to replace it, all they are doing is following a different religion. Okay? There is nothing apart from theology that helps you arrive to a higher moral uh, ethic, no matter how hard you try. So reasoning tells you this is what human beings need. Okay. Wherever there is mass suffering, God is sought out. Okay. This is true in every region. Okay? Whatever they believe in that region, they cling to it whenever times get bad. This is what history tells us. There was um there was someone famous in history. I don't remember where I heard this from. I heard it from a book that I read and I don't remember who said it, but I just immediately agreed with it. And they said, insanity is the loss of moral memory. Because when you think about someone who's insane, the evidence of that is that they have temporarily suspended their morality to the point where they act out in a way that is uncivilized and goes against the societal orthodoxy. So I believe that's a true statement. Now, as I stated, human beings turn to chaos whenever they, they give up the idea of God because losing the belief in God and all-seeing God results in chaos. Why? Because God gives people hope when you take people's hope away, they have no reason to live and not only that, they have nothing to lose. And that results in chaos. Broken people who are devastated, angry, hurt, and looking for answers is not good for any civilization. Right? and that makes people act out in irrational behavior because they no longer feel like they're collectively, and we know that people act differently alone versus collectively. When a group collectively loses belief in an all-seeing God, what history shows us is that it results in a collapse of that civilization, and that's why we need it. Now, remember that I talked about Greece. The Greeks decided, we're not going to believe in a god, okay? They they changed their beliefs back and forth, okay? They believed uh, in Stoicism, and, and they were atheists at one time, and then they, they also believed in mythology, and then finally Catholicism when it turned into the Roman Empire. But The Greeks believed in reason, and they promoted reason above theology. And the thing about reason is that if you actually study Stoicism, when you study Stoicism, it sounds a lot like the principles that are taught in the Bible. And why is that? The reason why is because living a holy life or living a life that is good, based on God's standard, is reasonable. It is the logical thing to do. Do not steal, do not kill, do not lie. That is reasonable. Why? Because it leads to bad consequences. But reasoning is a tool, okay? But the thing about people who think that they are very reasonable and too reasonable to believe in the value of religion, is that they try to measure everything by math or by some type of observance that can be measured by some type of tool that we've created. How can you measure character, for instance? How do you scientifically measure character? Character is a virtue that is just as important as reasoning. So you can't put reasoning here and put character down here and say that reasoning is more important than character. You believe in reasoning, but you can't measure that either. So Greek philosophers, they decided to close the Bible and trust their own logic, not realizing what danger that put them in. There is a danger in assuming that you are always right. Is there not? There is a danger when you make big decisions without triangulating dependable resources and people who are smarter than you when you are the the end-all be-all you put yourself in danger okay and this is the reason why we need a code of ethics to keep us in line because when we go by our own logic our own logic will tell us to do something that is in violation which will result in bad consequences. Okay. There is a danger in assuming that we are intelligent. That comes from Will Durant, a great historian. A danger in assuming that we are intelligent. All of these people who laugh at theology, they also believe that we could not be the most intelligent okay, you are correct. I don't think that we're the most intelligent beings either. So why do we assume that we're right about everything? So you may be saying to yourself, okay, there is some good reasoning for having religion, but look at all the damage that religion has done over time. You, if you study history, then you would know that that is correct. And I'm going to also explain this. As much as Christian fanatics have done, and every other type of fanatic has done, the world, the world will still be a worse place without Christianity or Christian values. Okay? Because Christianity has, in many cases, kept the world as civilized as it could be. And some fanatics, which there's fanatics in every single religion, have done horrible things. But that's not religion. That is people being human beings. That is our nature. Okay? That's, doing, that's us believing that we are right and doing things according to our own desires. Okay? And so, but regardless, let's say regardless if you decide that you, let's say you decide you don't want to believe in God or any type of theology. I promise you, you would want your neighbor to have Christian values. Someone said, if someone wants to do something immoral, immortal or immoral, they are going to do it whether or not it is written. Sensory information correlates to intelligence. Most animals have superior senses. Yeah, we're we're not debating superiority of senses. We're talking about superiority in terms of civilization and why and how we've arrived to that that superiority. Because when we came here, regardless of whether you want to debate how we got here, we were like the animals. However, we adapted civilizations, okay, that has evolved over time. That is what makes us different. Religious sects make the mistake, and this is all religions, okay, make the mistake of promoting restrictive living. I believe that that's a mistake. So Just because I'm talking about the value that religion and ethics and morality and orthodoxy and Christianity brings to the world doesn't mean that I agree with everything that has happened, okay? When a religion is strict, it does more harm than good. And that's just across the board, no matter what God you subscribe to, okay? Um somebody says, "I don't think Jesus is religion is he's spiritual yes that's that's correct. It's not about habits. Religion is just about having certain habits that you adhere to, so whether you want to call it religion or not is fine if you want to think believe or say that it's something else, that's great, but I'm just talking in general based on how the globe looks at it, you know, global population. Here's something else. That I observe without national government, even local government would be unethical. So let's just take a standpoint. Let's just stand back and say, okay, if we're talking about what value religion plays in a society, think about it this way How, how, I live in Texas, okay, let's have fun. How ethical do you think Texas would be? if they didn't have to answer to a higher court? How ethical do you think America would be if it didn't have to adhere to the United Nations? The point is, when you have a higher authority over you, it makes it so that you're always making, you know, sure that you're not crossing the line. See, when people don't have anybody to answer to, they're dangerous, okay? Cities have to report to a national government, okay? A statewide, and the state has to to adhere to a national government. Because of that umbrella, and you can call it government. Some people look at government as a religion. Whatever you wanna look at it, having someone to adhere to makes us more cautious. Maybe inside our hearts we may feel a certain way, but it keeps us from acting a certain way, okay? In the same way you can outlaw certain things about being prejudiced or racist, doesn't change people's hearts but it does make them change their actions in certain ways okay so this is the reason why we need authority in our life moral disintegration on a personal level because a lot of people they because i'm talking about mankind it's, people love that when they don't have when they don't subscribe to any type of belief because they love to not look at themselves personally. Moral, let's say individual moral disintegration around you is because you are not morally structured. If you look around yourself, this is something I observe about people. When you look around yourself and people in your circle are morally corrupted, meaning, Not the people you have to live with or have to tolerate. I'm talking about the people you have chosen. When they are morally corrupted, it's because you are not structured morally yourself. You may think that you are better than these people. But the reality is, if you were as virtuous or as good a person as you think that you are, One of the ways we would be able to tell is that if you were surrounded by people who are also morally structured, so if you have a bunch of fools around you and a bunch of people who make moral and ethical mistakes constantly and they constantly live in uh, violation, that says something about you. And to make it plain, birds of a feather flock together. You are not better than your circle, okay? Now, let's talk about how education comes into all of this. Education was introduced into mankind, okay? And it was created in order to pass down heritage, okay? We can agree to that and pass down intellect, from the prior civilizations we agree to that but can we also agree that because of education as a side effect morality has suffered in some regard this is something that has been correlated over time okay for some reason education raises doubt in morality and subsequently ethics in in religion. So education will raise doubts about religion, and then they start to think, well, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I really don't need to adhere to this. And then because people are so intelligent and educated, they become less moral. And this is the reason why, as much as you, many of you would like to think Education is not a substitute for the church. Period. If education was all that was needed to keep us civilized, do you really think that? Do you really think? Just look over your own life, your own lifetime, not prior. Let's forget history. Look over your own life. Reasonably say to yourself, wonder, think about this for a second. Do you think? A lack of education is the only reason why people commit crimes and do wrong to each other? Surely not. So what does that tell you about mankind? It tells you that education does not replace the church. Police officers do not replace the church. Government does not replace the church. All of these different things we have in place to feel some type of civilization and some type of control, Is not enough to keep people moral. Not enough to keep people from living in violation. This is the value that religion brings to a community, okay? When it is done correctly. So before a civilization collapses, morality collapses in that civilization. How do you know that? Think about communities. Think about it. Community, a community isn't a civilization. A civilization is a group of people who have decided that they're going to live civilly with one another and adhere to certain rules out of respect for one another. A community is a family. A community is a group of people who have gone a step above a civilization, and they want to be proactive with each other. And they are united. When people are living in violation and they have no concept of a God or a morality or what they should do, right or wrong, that community begins to see crime and dismantling, fracturing, and then soon that community falls apart. That is your world absence of God. You don't want to live in a world that is absent of God. Okay? So, what can we observe about religion over history? Let me see what people are saying. Good points. Good points, you guys. Okay, I'm glad I have some intelligent people listening. Okay, now let's talk about a few a few points on religion. And um, if you're just now coming in, we're talking about the lawlessness of mankind. I'm in a series. The first part we talked about God and sin. That is all already available on all the podcasts platforms right now I'm talking about morality and religion and next time I'm going to conclude this with talking about today's generation and what history has taught us about mankind and life on earth overall okay because I am arriving to a very big point at the end of this and it has to do with women and their role, very important role in society, and how we can take that and use it on an individual, personal level and all do our part. Okay, so one thing I've observed is when it comes to religion, those who breed more lead more, whoever is the most dominant. People in the land decide what the religion will be overall. So let's say, you know, um, if a land is occupied by two different types of peoples, whichever one has the highest population are the ones that usually decide what's the biggest religion there. Make sense? Okay. Also, something I observed is no matter where or when. In history or in the world, there will always be rich and poor, always be rich and poor. And because of that, there will always be people wondering, what is the point of living if I'm going to suffer? And this is why having faith in something plays a very important role. rich and poor have always existed the rich are not the reason why we have poor the rich is not the reason why we will fix poverty and it is not their fault okay there has always been poor people and there always will the bible also says this these are the people that struggle in life with existence, period. These are the people that, despite all of the progress we've made in the world, struggle on a daily basis to survive. They're still in survival mode, like the first humans. They're still in caveman mode. You can't be too much, you don't have too much time to think about philosophy and the complex things about theology when you are in survival mode, okay? But these people are looking for an answer from their God, okay? And this is why in the Bible that Jesus says, I've come to preach the good news to the poor because they need it, okay? They need the good news, all right? when you when your life and your existence has been nothing but suffering you wonder what is the point of living okay religion is the reason why people are not offing themselves all the time do you get what i mean it's giving them something to live for okay and this is why many poor people are faithful to god their god and their beliefs they're faithful because it gives them hope. Okay, and this is the reason why it's hard for rich people to be faithful or stay faithful to whatever the religion they were brought up in. Okay, something I observe: most religions cannot distinguish between God and Nature, so this is the reason why when you look at certain religions, their their religion revolves around the elements: fire, uh, the earth, water, different things like that, because they believe that is how God shows His existence. Okay, and sometimes those two are confused. But today concerning the Christian church, what I observe is that today fallible men are holding up the Christian church. We're all fallible. All all of them, the people in the Christian church or God's kingdom have been fallible. But today isn't it's – I won't say that today – that this era is worse than any other, but it's more accepting of foul failure in and 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 sinful behavior inside the church. And back in the day they didn't take all that they take now, okay, and still are so accepting of leaders that have been caught in scandal. Okay. And for that reason, because of these things that keep happening on the front lines of the, in the Christian church and on the headlines, a lot of people are losing faith in Christianity and using it as a social observance. But their hearts aren't really in it. Their hearts aren't in it because they're looking at who the leaders are and they're letting them down. Okay, and it's on rapid decline, but I'll talk about that a little bit more. Now, the church in particular, any church, but specifically the church, depends the Christian church, depends on the support of the local government and the national government in order to thrive. So, they're in cooperation with each other Uh, financially, there's benefits. Uh, to be in a Christian institution or a religious institution. But also the government benefits because the government understands the value that religion plays on the typical American, right? The value that it plays in their happiness, their overall satisfaction, their hope, their getting up and, and continue to go on, the family dynamic, all of these different things. And this is why the government still helps the church or uh is favorable of the church because it sees its value now religions religions especially christianity dies and re- is reborn over and over again over history so there will be gaps there will be times where it would die out, but it always comes back. And I believe that's how it's always going to be at, until the end of time. Uh, somebody said, what was the point you made about you mentioned about paganism? Um I, I was saying how different religions sometimes confuse God with nature and basically in some religions, is one and the same, and that that's how, like, nature is God to them. The church um, is financially dependent on the state and, therefore, compliant out of necessity. And the government protects the church because they understand that the government, laws, police officers, state legislators, all of these things— will not keep people from living in constant violation. If you completely take the church away and people didn't believe in in an all-seeing God, do you think police officers would be able to keep us in check? It would not happen, okay? Disorder and chaos always brings about religious revival. So this is the reason why whenever in um, in a society... Over times, there's, there's just different waves of sometimes religion is up, sometimes it's down, or Christianity is up, sometimes it's down. Sometimes it's popular, sometimes it's not popular. And whenever you see that there's a lot of, like, it's just getting, it's kicking up, like, like sinfulness is just becoming popular and it's chaotic and thriving, then boom, revival comes. Then all of a sudden, now... Is going to turn, and now you're going to see Christianity become popular again. So that's how that works. Because when, when the Christian church sees, observes that there is chaos and sinfulness abundantly and brashly, they're like, it's time for a revival. And then that's when they get really passionate. Now, any religion is a result of hundreds of years Okay. Any religion is a result of hundreds of years. Now, if you're a Christian, I'm a Christian too. We are not told to go and attack other people based on their religion. And that's not what we're supposed to do. And you have to understand that these people have their religion in place as a necessity, right? For their civilization to be possible. So I'm not gonna tear down anybody else's religion, period. I know what I believe. And if I'm going to talk to somebody about what they believe, it's going to be in a tolerant and peaceful manner. One thing I don't do and what the Bible teaches us not to do is chase people Or bang people over the head with anything. That's not me and that's not what what we're supposed to do. So I am not going to disrespect somebody else's belief. And I don't think that is what God would want me to do. Okay? Now, here's where women come into play. Women are the reason why we still have religions going on constantly all over the world. And the reason why is because women are responsible to bring up and develop the next generation. We're the ones who keep teaching ethics and morality. We teach it to the children, and that's how we keep passing on that heritage of ethics, okay? And so statistics show that women read more self-improvement books and consume more self-improvement beha- uh material than men do. And to me, that makes sense because we need the most wisdom and knowledge on how to improve because we have to improve ourselves and we have to teach it to the children. Whereas men typically do not like to consume... Um, self-improvement material at a higher rate they more they would more likely focus on books about strategy right because that's about success getting money and doing what is important to men and men also typically learn hands-on and with activities they do not typically like to read books about how to become a better man that is not the norm So if you are a man like that, I applaud you because you are not the typical man, okay? Um, So religion being right or wrong is not the question. That's not the question, okay? The question is, can humans be moral without religion? And history has taught us that we cannot. If you don't believe me, go and read the volumes and volumes of historical documentation like I have. Read the books of the historians like I have. Go take a course about it. History has shown us our pattern, okay? We do not do well without religion, okay? Every, I'm almost about to close, every religion changes over time as well. Even those other religions that are far away, they evolve and they change their belief systems to adapt to the modern world. And every religion competes with each other. And this is the reason why we have religious wars. They compete with one another for dominance. That's all about man. That doesn't have to do with God. If God exists, that doesn't have to do with God. That's us doing human nature. doesn't have anything to do with the beliefs because if you want to attack one religion, you'll have to attack another because they both have the same history. The history is trying to achieve dominance in regions. Okay? And finally, religion gives morality to children, hope to the poor and inspiration to those who suffer. That is the value that it brings and regardless of what you believe or don't believe in, you have to, if you're logical or if you have an interest in history or have studied history, you should realize that there is an is a benefit to it look at it this way think about marriage does marriage have benefits yes does it have cons yes are people better off married most of the time because of the benefits and the dynamic that it brings concerning the family and having and raising children in the same regard this is the value that religion brings to the human race. So next time when we talk, we're going to talk about um, what this generation is doing and how it's just the same as the prior generations. And then we're going to talk about, we're going to close and we're going to talk about just some of the things that weren't in that category of sin and, and religion and God. Just some other things that I've learned from, you know, I am very into anthropology. I used to be a therapist. I used to have my own practice. And I'm just I've always been fascinated by human beings and how we act and all of this. And so I wanted to finally get this out of me. Now next time, you know, uh the next time after I'm done with this series, I'm starting a new series. And it's called The Principled Woman. Logical versus emotional decision making. And I'm going to be talking about that because I felt a stirring to talk about young women learning how to make logical decisions with their lives instead of making decisions with their heart and with their emotions. How can you, and I, me personally, I've always admired those women who were strongly principled. And they knew who they are. They were confident. They were strong. They didn't let people treat them any kind of way. And they just had strong principles that they lived by and rules that were void of emotional thinking but was all about strategy and making sure that they were doing the right thing long term. And so over time, I've learned to be, become a woman like that. It took some time. And so I want to share some of my ideas on how young women can speed up the process and learn how to be logical decision makers um, because we need it. So thank you guys for watching. I will see you next time on LeBo's Life Lessons. Bye.